Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. afternoon good evening or good morning this is more than just a podcast podcast season nine episode 41 and that a long version of the intro especially for dazza who has been requesting it uh did you notice the difference boys i did i, I spotted did. it yeah yeah it's the the long version so you've already heard uh Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, George. Where are you and what are you doing? Good afternoon. I am at home recording a podcast with you guys. Uh, John, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Where are you and what are you doing? In my loft, speaking to you. You get shorter and shorter. Loft, you. Uh, (laughs) Nigel, good afternoon, good morning, or good evening. Where are you and what are you doing? Uh, well, we're doing, we were recording a podcast, weren't we? Yeah, where are you? I'm in my shed. Who who did the vocals to that? Was that, that you? would be me? Uh, yeah, my finest <laughs> vocal performance. That one, isn't it? <laughs> uh, Nigel, is your chef finished? Then does that mean? Oh, listen, it ain't going to be finished, is it? Because you know it's a ever expanding museums never stop growing, do they? You know, I, I'm running out of wall space. I'm having to move on to the ceilings now and the beams, and then um, I'm finding more stuff and having a rejig as as we go along. So, um, it's, uh, yeah, I need some carpet, to be fair. All right, claret and blue carpet. Well, yeah. I don't, either that, or I might go for green, like a football pitch, and mark it out. Get yourself I've some got Astro some turf. Well, yeah, AstroTurf, yeah. Oh, actually, I I've, I know someone who's got some AstroTurf, Nigel. Yeah? Yeah. How big? I don't know, I'll check it out. Six by five. 
We'll speak. We'll speak later. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I've got that Bobby Moore piece of paper that came from the bowling ground. This is Sean telling me everything that he's got for me, that he sent photos <laughs> to me of in 2016, <laughs> and I've kept the what? photos. Oh, no, I'm, I'm protecting them. I'm protecting them. I'm saving them for the grateful nation. Anyway, yeah. uh, still in lockdown. Uh, what is it? It must be day 58 or something. 59 without football. Um but good news, boys. Um, Rush Green has reopened last week since the last time we spoke. Um, but apparently they've got to travel for, for players who don't have green spaces. I know a lot of them live in um, Canary Wharf with no gardens. So they have to travel on their own to Rush Green. They've got a train on their own around the pitches, only one at a time. The main building is shut. The showers are shut. But it's it's a sort of small green shoots um, uh, that that they're going to try and get football started. Before before I talk about what's happened in the last week, we're trying to get football restarted. Does anyone believe it will actually get started, John? I don't believe it will. No. Uh, how about you, George? I don't think it will now. No. So that, let's just see if we get unanimous, <laughs> uh, Nigel. Uh, I keep the faith. Do you? I, I, well, yeah, I believe that that at some point, whether it will be in June or whatever, that football will have to start and they will uh, finish the season. Okay. Well, let, let's talk about what some of the bits came out. The Premier League met last Friday. Uh, they kicked the can down the road. Uh, David Gold... David Gold and Karen Brady were on, on the call, uh, the, uh, the Skype call, video call, whatever it was. Um, a lot of talk about medical procedures and there's certain rules, you know, no spitting, you know, how they would have to, everybody would have to be tested. Uh, the Premier League would have to pay for the test. Apparently, they've got a £36,000 machine that clubs would buy that would give a result Um in 48 hours, and they can test, I think, about seven players a day on each machine, so you work it out. So they would have to, each club, they think, would have to have up to 300 people when you look at the backroom staff, security, um, groundsmen, etc. They reckon for a match, it would take about 300 staff. That includes broadcast staff. Um, obviously, the big news is that... Um, they, we knew they would have to be played behind closed doors, but they're talking about neutral grounds. Um, the neutral grounds include the London Stadium. Uh, cue joke from uh, Nigel saying it was always a neutral ground. Uh, the Emirates, the Etihad, uh, the Amex, Villa Park, uh, St Mary's, uh, um, uh, Old Trafford. Old Trafford, Anfield. No, Anfield is no, and it's oh. too close to residential, apparently. Mm. Um, nor would be Chelsea. And not Spurs, either. Funny so enough. forward thinking by the owners and moving into a park. Yeah, yeah, well, that's one of the great things about the, the London Stadium, of course. That's probably the uh, great That's thing. for you to, uh, to, to claim. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people will disagree with you. So not one of the great things. It could be the only great thing. It comes in handy at this stage. So 
they're saying now Brighton have come out against the neutral idea and said it it would damage the integrity and it wouldn't be fair to relegate. Funny enough, it's been released and I can I can confirm this that West Ham completely support uh, Brighton's view. Uh, along with uh, four other clubs. Can you guess who they are? Watford, Aston Villa, Norwich, <laughs> and uh, the other team at the bottom, Bournemouth. 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 So, Do you tell, know what? Tell, tell me why, what's, what's the premise then of the neutral ground thing? Is that because of what? Because if there's no fans... So, so the idea is that they reckon to adapt. So you've got to do a number of things to play behind uh, to do this safely. You've got to have the testing and medical staff. You've got to have the policing. You've got to keep fans away. Um, and they and, and you've got to adapt the stadium to have markings of two meter in training rooms and everything else. What they're saying is that is easier to do at eight stadiums instead of 20. So they would all be Premier League stadiums, the eight I've just mentioned. And the beauty of them, as Nigel's pointed out, is the, the, the London Stadium in particular. Who's got a phone by their ma- microphone? Yeah, sorry, that's um, me. Uh, apologies for sound quality. Um, the... Oh, for <laughs> sake. What? Amateur hour with, with Nigel now. He's, he's got... New internet in any... Sydney. <laughs> 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 the, the 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 London Stadium is <laughs> no, still going on, off, Nigel. Uh, the London Stadium obviously has perfect social distancing <laughs> between the uh, the stands and the uh, the pitch, but also it's on an island, so you can control access. Um, and they're picking other ones. Nigel, your phone is that still causing interruptions. I don't know why. I don't, my phone's not ringing or anything. Well, can everyone turn their mobile off then? It's not, it's not ringing, mine. it's, it's uh, pinging. Interfering, yeah. So, what do we think about neutral grounds? Let's start with uh, you this time, uh, George. Sorry, I was just putting my uh, phone on airplane mode just to make sure it wasn't me. Yeah. Um, what do I think about neutral grounds? Yeah. Uh, well, I think if they're going to be neutral, they should be neutral neutral. I don't think they should be... Premier League grounds where well, you can't you can't play at your own home ground so we would never we won't hilariously we won't be able to play at the London Stadium but our London neighbours so Arsenal will probably have to play there and we have to play at the Emirates is the hilarious part of it well that's ridiculous isn't it why would they they've got to have two, they've got to have two London grounds then haven't they they do Emirates and um, and uh, London Stadium I mean, the problem with it is, is you're still going to have fans from any team travelling to said stadium, wherever it is, aren't you, to congregate well, that's what they're trying to stop. And... Yeah. Well, no, but they're going to keep happen. it secret. You can't, you they, can't not. They, uh, you can't stop people from doing that, can you? And and yeah, well, they're there planning are be, to keep it secret. There are going to be people that, that just don't listen to rules, and would just go out and yeah. think, oh, it doesn't affect me. Yeah. I'm going to go and have a few beers and seeing outside the ground you know that's going to happen that is going to happen so that i just i can't see it happening uh, in terms of project restart but what do i know john john yeah i well you agree I, with your son yeah well let's let's take it that liverpool are playing somewhere and how, how many games did i need to win is it 
another three games or something. They needed to win the, not many games to to be champions. So there's no way that you're not going to get hundreds, if not thousands, of Liverpool fans gathering around an area where they're going to win the league that day. It the whole thing is just like they need to decide whether they want to basically scrap this season and concentrate on next season, which I, which would probably be the best which way. Which we will. We're going to talk about in a moment because there's a or, very good chance that will be played behind closed or doors. Or they, you know, they, they, it's it's safety all round, isn't it? I mean, like, I put on the group earlier, didn't I? That the Sky are reporting that the in the Bundesliga they've got two, they've got ten positive players out of the two leagues that they wanted to try and start. So it, it, it's interesting. The Belgium and the Dutch as obviously cancelled their leagues. With the Dutch, I can't Cut remember. Uh, the Dutch actually calling it null and void and expunging all results. Now, both both Belgium and Dutch clubs have actually already threatened legal action, and they haven't been ratified. So they're sort of testing the water in the European leagues to see, you know, the people that have been disadvantaged with this. You know, will they actually go for legal action? The French. Obviously, League One, League Two, the biggest of the leagues first to cancel theirs last week. Um, they were quite quick to say, go for points per game, which we talked about last week. So not home and away, as Nigel suggested, but just ordinary points per game. If that was done with West Ham, we would finish 16th and, and be saved. Um, Nigel, we hadn't come to you. Neutral grounds. Um acceptable i know you're 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 keen to get this done so you must be in a you must say well it doesn't matter as long as football gets done doesn't it well yeah in, for me I, and this is what i don't get because at the end of the day it, the, the way this is panning out it looks like next season's not going to start in the way people think it will in in august so it could be that there's there's no football where fans can attend possibly till next year now, I keep seeing and hearing, well, there's no football without fans. But at the end of the day, if they took that stance, you might not have any football for a year and a half. What what, yeah. what state will football be in? Like it or not, it is a business and it does rely on money and everything else to tick it over. And people still not having a go at players for not taking a pay cut. This is the problem. We can't keep paying we're gonna, out, we're gonna move paying on to out, that paying out. Yeah, I know, but it's all wrapped up. Neutral grounds, I don't I don't have a problem with neutral grounds. No, but for me, I, I don't get the reasoning behind it for what they say is because you might as well play them home and away. As, as for the, the Liverpool fans' argument turning up they're in the title, there is a way to do this. Play the game somewhere where fans can't get to then, like St George's Park, or, or movement to Wembley, and don't actually advertise when the game's being played. Yeah, well, they, they ruled out St George's Park. Out. That would they, come out. They've they ruled it? out St George's Park. They've ruled out Wembley. It would be played on those eight ones we talked about. Well, um, the Brighton guy, the Brighton guy, came out and says you must move the risk of relegation. I know that West Ham back that that they would only do, back. Do you know what I would say it, to that? Why, well, why bother playing games in? What, what, well, why? because let me uh, tell you, why? Money. You, no one's going to uh, be relegated. It, yeah, but hang on, it's worth two point two million pound per place. 
Red, um, qualification but if no one's going down, finish the league. I'll tell you that, and this is the thing. If no one's going to be relegated, finish the league, give Liverpool the title. Leave it as it is. Yeah, but, but hang on a minute. This is this is about money. So it's about two and a half, two point two million pound a place. It's about European qualification. It's about, but mostly, it's about actually having Sky and the broadcasters something to broadcast, so there's no penalties, and people be desperate for yeah, it. But we don't so, play football in America. We have relegation here. It has to happen. Well, they Otherwise, say all this crap 14... about integrity. That is that is the integrity of the well, game. Relegation. Fourteen clubs. Fourteen clubs are required to pass a motion. Obviously, there's six clubs who do not want the risk of relegation. It only needs one more, like I know Southampton or uh, Newcastle, who are quite close to the relegation as well. They're only on thirty something points, thirty-four points. Uh, to vote with the other six, and you won't get it passed. Just, just adding on to this. Hold up, players are now. What's hold up? Your mathematics here, yeah. You said you oh. need fourteen clubs to pass a resolution. Yeah. So to pass a resolution that there's going to be no relegation, you're going to need fourteen clubs to back it. At the moment, you've only got six. You need a damn sight more than Southampton and Newcastle. No, 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 no. It's the opposite way. It's the opposite way. You need 14 clubs to approve football starting. They're not going to vote for no relegation. What they're going to do is vote for this is our proposal to get football restarted. And and the six clubs will withhold their vote. Now, all you've got to do is get one other club that's close to relegation, like, as I said, Newcastle, Southampton, to vote with the six. And you won't get it passed. It's a swing vote. Right. And, and, and the, to be honest... The, they don't like six clubs voting the other way. They really want the majority. They want a compromise, as, as um, Cameron Brady said in an article in The Sun on Saturday. We didn't agree uh, to use neutral grounds. There was no vote. And therefore, you know, we talked a lot and we kicked the can down the road, really. But there is another angle to this. Kick the, the, the can until it's crushed. They kicked... They, yeah, they... They came out with a statement which says we care about the players and the welfare and our staff and their families. Well, if you did, you would just call it off like we all said at the beginning, well, except for Nigel. Aguero came out. Um, he was speaking to uh, Argentinian TV and he said, we are really scared. Players are scared. We worry about what will happen. And, and there is, there's been talk to say if one player died from this, the club could face corporate manslaughter charges. Or right, that's fine. Case. That's fine. I'm happy for the players to do that. Give them the two and a half grand a month then that we're all living on or less. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, spot yeah. And spot then on, I will listen to them and I will back them 100%. And in fact, I don't want football started until it's safe or until they yeah. find well, a that's safe what way. There was talk today in the papers about a player's revolt. Foreign players don't trust the UK government. They don't trust their clubs. They're talking to their agents and they're talking to their own government. So foreign players saying, what do you think? Because obviously French players have seen it's been cancelled there, uh, Belgian players, etc. And they're talking to their own government saying, can we get some advice? Because we're being told it's OK to resume, but we're worried. It's, it's a really complex issue. But the last thing I'm going to say on this before we move on to next season is, UEFA has said, we have got to make... Uh, a decision by May the 25th. So that's the deadline that UEFA has made for all European leagues to make a decision what they're doing, whether they're cancelling or, or what they're doing. 
all games must be finished by the 2nd of August, UEFA saying. Now, apparently, the, the pencil date to start Operation Restart is the 12th of June. So that means that we've got to start training in May. Um, and the, to get it finished by, it's a seven-week festival of football, it's being called. So that means there's one-week contingency. The latest it can start is the 17th of June. Like George and John said, I agree. I just don't see this happening. There's too many complex issues for this to get done. And we're kidding ourselves. I mean, it's filling a lot of column inches for me on Clarence and Hugh and all the papers. But really, we're just minutes. going around in... And podcast minutes, but we're going around in circles. Oh, really? Yeah. We just need to we need to call it a day and say. Oh, but why? And this enough. is the thing I say. You say call it a day, but then we've got to start a new season. But right. then people are people going to complain if it's a new season? Oh, it's behind oh, closed no, doors. No, but it'll be, well, it'll be a new season. It, they can organise for a new season in their own grounds and just start with. Bold up, well, but, but you've got the same problems as now then. So why ain't that? Why is that not a problem? Well, because uh, finishing take, the season's a problem. Take take us for instance. Now we we all knew that we we were coming into a little run now of games that we thought we were going to win, and we were likely to survive. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure about. Well, it, yeah. Well, we hoped that you know. Yeah. But if we we play Newcastle away and get beat, we sort of think well. When we get them back to our place now, towards the end of the season, we've got a good chance of winning that game. But if we're playing Newcastle at Arsenal, that will make a difference with no fans. That will make a difference. And it, right, it, that's fine. But and so therefore, the leagues, all the leagues have got to say is, right, we're going to finish our league and, and say, say bollocks to the UEFA. Because at the end of the day, what's the UEFA going to do? Are they going to have the UEFA Cup behind closed doors? Are they going to have the yeah, European yeah. Champions League? Yeah, they, they will. Yeah, they well, are. Well, they, they, in August, they're just going to go, oh, we're going to start as we normally do, but it's just going to be behind closed doors. So everyone, everyone but all these fans the then going, thing. oh, there's no football without fans. What are they, well, what are they they're going to have to... The world's changed, Nigel. I know, I know that's difficult to believe. I know you've carried on as normal, but um, the world's changed, mate. <laughs> 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 there's been a pandemic. Normal. I am not working. You know, but, but people still have to live, though. Uh, but, but what I would say to that is, is that what we do in August, we could just pick up and finish the league. Let, let me tell you, so I was just about to talk about next season. What I've been told by my senior sources, um, all Premier League uh, clubs are modelling to play the whole of next season behind closed doors. OK, so no ticket money at all. That's £27 million for West Ham, a lot more for a lot of the other clubs. They're proposing that you you may until a vaccine comes, you may not see crowds at football for the whole of next season. The, but there's a worst case scenario, and and I've been told of a scenario where some of the um, clubs are modelling for no football next season at all. That it will be too difficult to start, and they reckon that if that happened, only six clubs in the Premier League would survive. West Ham alone, it would cost them three hundred million pounds to carry on playing players and playing all our outgoings uh, for for this season and all of next season without any money coming in. We would be bankrupt, but so would fourteen other clubs in the Premier League and all the um, EFL clubs. No, the, the, the that, that, that's, that's a really it would devastate football yeah, unless well, was... players 
take a pay cut. Yeah, but that's the real extreme, isn't it? It like, is the real extreme, but people like businesses you've got to plan for that as, as a business you can't when there's unknowns you've got to plan for that i'd argue that a player's taking a pay cut ain't gonna make a difference if there's no football next season all right no. pain, when i say a pay cut a hiatus of of any pay at all and saying you know we're not going to carry on paying you a hundred grand a week well there's no football you they we're going to break our contract with you that they can do similar like in my industry we're trying to operate to some degree, but we're giving the people the choice. If you want to come in, we've got to try and be safe. We've got to try and socially distance. We've got to try and do whatever. Yeah. So they could do something down them lines. If you want to come and work and come and play, your choice. Yeah. Um, slightly moving on to the player stuff, Dave Kitson wants to become head of the PFA. To, I, to, I heard uh, about this. Push out... Um, Golden Taylor. Golden Taylor. Wasn't, uh, wasn't he the secret footballer? Allegedly. Had all the sex... Allegedly. <laughs> um, he had all the what? I was going to say sex parties and everything, but he did lift the lid on, uh, well, he, on Premier League. Yeah, if he was a secret footballer. If he was if a he secret was footballer, the secret footballer did tell a lot of dirty secrets about footballers and the, and the footballing world. Um, and That passed me by. What was that on? That was, I thought it was like the Independent. Guardian. He, wrote, he yeah, wrote the articles in the Guardian, and then he wrote about three or four books as well, yeah. John. Um, um, it was all, it, he was always rumoured to be the <laughs> to be the secret footballer, wasn't he? Funny enough, I do, Sean. But yeah, you know. well, it's audio books as well, mate. So uh, even I Nigel like can uh, listen. I've read a book. Did you? Anyway, Bert Trapman's book. Thank you anyway, let George talk about Dave Kitson. Well, no, I just I just found it amusing because he, he announced that he wanted the job and then I think the majority of the footballing world came out on social media and told him where to go. And obviously Something about racism as well. He's been caught up in a racism row or something. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I just know that he's not favoured. I um, think he said once think his... that footballers asked for it. Like Raheem Sterling and that. I think that's what oh, his comment right. was. Okay. I think uh, I think his campaign to become the PFA chairman is probably over before it started. Anyone except Gordon Taylor, anyway. Uh, uh, just just going on, the good news is you'll be glad to know that West Ham's 542 people did get paid in April. Uh, obviously, since the last time we've had payday, the payroll I think went down from about ten and a half million to about eight point five million with the deferments and Karen Brady and David Moyes taking the pay cut and. Uh, uh, Andy Mullet, the the CFO, um, but we're waiting for the injection of cash of thirty million from the owners to be able to pay Mays because there's not enough cash in the bank at the moment. So, you know, there is a financial problem, which is why we keep on saying this, and we've said this on every podcast. Um, all the transfer stories are pretty much bollocks, unless there's freebies. Um, and I know you join in sometimes on Twitter, John. Uh, talks of sixty-two million pound players and West Ham being in for them are as far from the truth as uh, could be. Well, well I don't give it. It's not true, don't I? Not true. Oh, yeah, <laughs> to my Twitter, that, that my automatic. It's not true. It's not true. Um, <laughs> uh, Pellegrini could go to Turkey. I think we're still paying him. Actually, the way it works is, I think. Uh, what I, I can't say. Uh, Favonici. Can't we him? Habanichi, is that his name? 
Is that the club's name? For for Bachi? Uh, for Birch. <laughs> What, who are we talking about? Sorry, <laughs> Furabachi. 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 Are we talking about Fenabachi? Yeah, Fenabachi. Furabachi. Apparently, Pellegrini's interest. His agents come out and said he, he's very. He's he loves the club. He's always been a boyhood fan, and uh, he's he always loved there. Furry Bachi, hasn't he? Yeah, Furry Bachi. Um, apparently, he's. Um, we're still paying him because the the way it works is while a manager's not in work, uh, you either pay them off or you carry on paying them. So I think we've carried on paying him. So it would be, it would be uh, good for him to, uh, uh, although I think his pay runs out this summer, doesn't it? Does so, deal? so that means if a manager gets sacked, the club that yeah. sacked him still pays no, him his wages. he's got another year after this, hasn't he? Oh, he has, yeah. Yeah, that so that's mentioned? right. You've got, yeah, it's a bit like... Um, so he gets paid monthly as if he's still being Yeah, unless paid. unless we settle out and give him a percentage of it. That's the way right. it works when you say I mean they're not being funny. The, the funny thing about that is is if they've null and void this season, sacking him was the biggest waste of time they've ever spent because they've now paid Pellegrini. Just kept Pellegrini. Complete waste fair. of money. Complete waste of money. Um so does that mean like if he got a job straight away, would we stop paying him? We stopped paying him straight away, yeah. And would we not have to pay him a lump sum? No, no. no. Once he gets another employment, wow. we don't have to pay him. I've seen something in the press where um, Tottenham were asking Pochettino to take a... Well, that's what I was going to say. I, he actually had him in my mind. I was like, yeah, that, no, they that explain why that. he's not gone for another job yet? Because he's probably... Yeah, no, he's not his time interest to get his, Yeah, absolutely. Sneaking his wage and then he'll go for it. Yeah. That's the way it works, unfortunately. Uh, talking of that, that, I didn't know that. Alan, world. Alan Pardew was agreed to uh, finish his job. Um, his job was to keep. <laughs> is it Den Den Has? Den Has. Ben, Hag- Hag- ben is it Ben? Hag- Dennis. Dennis Has. Would you have Pardew back at? Would you have Pardew back at West Ham? Obviously, you'd have to lock away the wives, but would you have Pardew back at West Ham? I, I would. I think I've said George previously, George recently. Pardew. Yeah, I tell I, you, I'm telling you what I'm watching now, yeah? All right. So, I've put on the 06, 07 highlights, and uh, we're at the Bolton game. And it's funny you mentioned Pardew. That the, that's the game that got him sacked, wasn't it? <laughs> it's this last game. So, uh, yeah, Elwed's Juve has just scored, and... Uh, what was it, the score in that one? We lost 4-0, wasn't it? Away yeah, in the replay. Everyone was doing the conga in the away end, I remember that. Yeah, it, was, it yeah. was pitiful. I think there's another goal to come. I think that's only the third. Allardyce, I think, was the manager. And, um, yeah, Pardew's about to be sacked. Uh, the video starts quite great because he, he says about fans trusting him with his decision on Tevez and Mascherano. And uh, there was an interview with him, and I find that quite funny because obviously we now know that he didn't even know we were signing them until they walked in the door. <laughs> yeah. So I Alan put Pardew. up 16 hours of um, season reviews today Just um, on Alan through Pardew. the whole of the noughties. Well, did he have the... Go on. Go on. No, go on. Go on. No, go on. No, I'm just going to say, the Alan Pardew chat, um, he, he had an eight-year contract at Newcastle, didn't he? Ten. He did, yeah. So why, Do you know why? Why didn't he just sit and take that money then why did he go to Den Haag are we allowed to say why but he's, he's been at other clubs since he left Newcastle are we allowed to say why he had the eight year contract or is it libelous 
What? what you can say, you can say anything. Casinos. And yeah. No, 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 no. And... I've just decided we're not allowed to say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not allowed to say that, Nigel. No. Oh. Uh, there were reasons for an eight-year contract. We'll bring it up then. Yeah, yeah true. Um, yeah, I didn't know you would go for that. Um, West Ham's value, <laughs> according, yeah, I didn't know you knew. Uh, according, according, Kieran to Kieran Maguire of Price of Football, our friend of the podcast, West Ham's valuation has dropped by seventy-three million pounds to two hundred and forty-eight million. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry. And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And that's before the COVID pandemic. I've just been, I've just been just... doing some uh, research, and Alan Pardew was actually bought out of his contract by Palace. Was he? There you go. Yeah, still not to pay enough to pay his bills. Um, last story. Um, Snodgrass. Snodgrass has uh, signed up for another two years, uh, or is about to sign up for another two years. I don't know if it's been announced yet. And Angakia. Uh, is about to sign a new deal as well. Is he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know he knew how to. <laughs> I was going to say uh, that. Oh, <laughs> don't start that. Can you, can you oh. pick a bell, can he? <laughs> loose lips sink ships. Oh, don't tell him how sausages are made. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, did, has um, he got an X in his name? Because I think apparently that's all he can write. So. And, and, and lastly, this is the last thing before we move on to question time. Cockney rhyming slang is brown bread. Yeah, I wanted to pick you up on this. I'm sure you know Go on. that. Go on. I, I tell you well, what, I, I've seen some guff in my time. I got it from the Museum website. of London. Right. Yeah, gone. Right, but my life, how desperate are you to write a story like that? What was the story about, and why was it bad? You said Cockneys are no more, or Cockneys are brown yeah, bread. Yeah, I did. Yeah. The problem is, and we've talked about it before, the the sound of Bow Bells, there's no maternity 
uh, hospital or uh, department within the sound of Bow Bells in Moor. Well, noise actually, this is the else. thing. Noise pollution during this, the, now the, 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 the pandemic, has dropped significantly in London. It's quite possible that if you stand in Whitechapel, yeah, around midnight, and the bells of St Mary Le Beau in Cheapside chime, you may just be able to make them out. So, therefore, people born in Whitechapel Hospital, I would as a well, guess. Uh, according to 24 acoustics, you don't. because They're they probably did working survey. off of old data, yeah, but have they done the survey while we're in pandemic? No, no, right they haven't. Then. So, the also, noise you've got you look, everything's dropped. You've also the world's got changed, the, influx, the world's changed. Yeah, you've also got an influx of a lot of uh, immigration oh, into tell East me. London. Yeah. And as I put in the article now, they're talking London, what did I call it? London, mid, not London Middle English. Um, I forget what it's called, but there's there's a term for it. Check Come on, book. admit it. Who uses Cockney rhyming slang? And are there any Cockneys anymore? Oh, Sean, you're having a giraffe in you? <laughs> I'm having a giraffe. I, 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 you don't, look, the closest to a Cockney we know, because we're Mockneys, yeah? Is Nigel? Does Nigel talk in Cockney rhyming slang or back you, slang? Yous wouldn't know. No, yous wouldn't know. Wouldn't know. If I spoke that way to you, you wouldn't understand me, would you? Do you talk? To, uh, anyway, let's leave it. I, I <laughs> need it. Was a, it was a. It was an absolutely bang on carrot and huge. Yeah, you couldn't even spell it. bread right to be right fair. down to the spelling mistakes. It was classic. <laughs> Did classic. you misspell bread? Yeah. No, br- no, it wasn't bread. It was, it was. breed. I s- no, it was breed. Oh, breed. I spelled wrong. Was it? Yeah. Breed. Oh, yeah, you put bread. <laughs> it's just classic. <laughs> Did you put Cockneys are a dying bread? Yeah. Yeah. In the article. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, Have a laugh. That's fantastic. Oh, right. Live the um, yeah. Is there anything you want to ask? Uh, we won't talk about rice and Diop, but is there anything you want to ask or any other story you want to bring up before we go to question time? What's going, what's going on with rice? Oh, I've got a question in. Hang on. No, um, uh, he, he's asked a question. Don't talk over the top of him. What's going on with rice? Rice, <laughs> rice, as we've said, is available for the market value. If someone wants to overpay somewhere close to 100 million, um, he will go. But in the current market where everybody's losing money, I don't see anyone getting over 75 million, George. Whatever interest there might or not be, who is, and and obviously it's been rumoured that Chelsea would be the suitors. It won't happen unless they pay top dollar. Nigel. So I was just going to ask, I was just wondering if Chelsea or Man United have shown interest in any of our players. <laughs> if they were to show interest, and I'm not saying they have, unless they come up, let, let's just say for a matter of fact, I don't know, there was an inquiry. What An inquiry means shit, right? It's, it's an intermediate going, oh, is this player available? Is this player available? Unless a bid comes in of the valuation, it don't mean shit. So, I'll answer the question. Has a bid come in for a valuation for each of the questions players you've mentioned? That and the, the answer question. is no. I didn't mention All right, what is it? All right, what, what <laughs> was your question then? The question was, has Chelsea and Man United shown any interest in our players? 
but but the answer I've not named any players. Is, no, but but if there was interest, it wouldn't mean anything in reality. Oh, I know. Like, I'm just generally. Can you not answer? If, in generally speaking, in the way that if you interest. ask me if we have we scouted players, the answer would be yes. Do clubs often ask about players? The answer would be yes. Are two of those clubs Chelsea and Man United? The answer is yes. But that what really. Recently? I think the real question is, are we going to sell any of our top players this summer? And my answer, I believe, is still no. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, oh, I know that might sound like a politician's answer, but it's the truth. It's I don't see politi- anything happening. It's a very much politician's answer because I'm very confused and lost. <laughs> Good. Uh, so I think it's time for this. It's Facebook Twitter question time, where you, the eight listeners, get to ask us, the four presenters, questions or read out statements and facts. Well, in the case of Nigel, he'll ignore it and just say what he wants to say. Nigel, over to you. That's not true, you know. We do answer. Right, back later recording with lots to talk about, player stadium, boring Sean stuff like that, I put. We celebrated 45 years yesterday since the 75 Cup win. Anyone else watched the rerun as well as me? Did you watch it? No. I, no? I, put, the, uh, I put the video up on Claret and Did you watch you, it? I actually tuned in at quarter to three. Oh, the live video the on. watching party, yeah. I put my video on, quarter to three, teams walked out, we sang God Save the Queen and everything, and then watched the game as live. Yeah. Uh, I put, coming this Sunday... I guess you didn't. It's 40 years since 1980 triumph. Let us know what you did that day. Did you go watch at home on TV? Any street parties? Uh, well, you weren't West Ham fans yet, were you? As usual, uh, another Oi. question. Any other questions? I wasn't, I wasn't welcome. I also put, as it's May the 4th, give us your best Star Wars football players' names you can think of. And thank you for your support. Good question. Did you like that? Yeah, good. Yeah. That's because I started watching Star Wars today. That's tradition, if you know, it's because it is made of fourth. Well, I could have done a whole article on the. Yeah, anyway. Well, have a look. Um, You've got something to do later. I've got yeah, a good exactly. one for you later, Sean. I'll, I'll tell you Go at on. the end. Uh, Michael I want my Mullen. bloody history content. It ain't yours, son, right, for a start. All right, all right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> You'll know when I've done it, <laughs> and I've got other things go on the go. So. The more you ask me, the more you wait. You know what it's like. Michael Malin, May the 10th, 1980. Me and my dad were behind the goal at the tunnel end of Wembley. So Michael was there. Baking hot day it was. It was sweltering. He always wanted to see the boys win the cup. Bonzo lifting. It was magic. A week later, he emigrated to America. And he's still buzzing. There you go. Michael Malin. This is probably for you, Sean. Uh, It's Jazzy Jazz says, next season starts on time. What will the season ticket pricing look like? Yeah, I, uh, no one knows, do they? So it depends what division we're in, I suppose. Uh, but if there will be a season ticket, I, I think this may change the face of football. And pay-per-view may be coming very quickly to the Premier League. Um, 
so you'll be able to buy an online season ticket is a very very good chance yeah i mean jay's just to answer it it will look like numbers uh that will come after a pound sign so and then the oh, club no. will just make that up as they go along that's what it'll look like anyway uh alan woodhouse uh woody woodhouse says hope you keep them well guys he wondered can we recommend any good football based films on netflix series during lockdown uh and Jazzy Jazz yeah. says Man City and Sunderland one's on Netflix, but Jazzy's wrong. Man City one is on Amazon. Sunderland's on Netflix. Go, Sean. Um, yeah, so I did an article on this, and I'm going to quickly of uh, read it out. Um, Not there is a lot of Western. Huh? I, I don't need an article to read it out. Do you want me to do it? Go on. Let's see if you can. Uh, well, Everyone's got... second team well, is on Amazon. We've got to do that one first. Obviously. Yeah, free yeah, to watch. Free, Iron Men, free yeah. on Amazon. Yeah, Bobby, free on Amazon. Um, Away from Home, that's four ninety nine on Amazon. Cass, free on Amazon. Rise of the Foot Soldier, free on Amazon. Final Score, ninety nine p on Amazon. Not even Escape worth to Vitch, Escape to Victory, three pound forty nine to rent on Amazon. Green Street, free on Netflix. Uh, and then oh, the other two are not actually streaming. That's uh, uh, the firm and all in the game. Uh, which ones would you add, Nigel? I watched a good one the other day. Um, it was called United Man, about uh, a, a Man United player that survived the Munich air crash. I, f- I, f- I think uh, it weren't Bill Folks. I'm trying to think of his name. I feel bad. I've forgotten his name. Uh, he was like their star striker. And he survived the crash and ended up going to America and helping develop the football scene in the United States of America. And they're saying it was thanks to people like him that we now have, uh, you know, the, the, the football in America is a big sport. It's down to people like him who went out there and stayed and he, he believed in youth coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like the called, beautiful game as well, by Yeah, the, the beautiful game's good, which is the FA Cup story. And the uh, Sunderland till I die is very good. Yes. Um, is it? Yeah. Is it so? Yeah. Check that out. I mean, uh, yeah. The United Man. I've forgotten his I've forgotten his name now. It will come to me. Uh, Aaron Watkins. Have you watched any football, sh- uh, John? Um, what live games? Anything? Or... Have you what have you watched? Oh, I've, I've watched all sorts, but I haven't really watched particularly football. So I'll, Sunderland till I die was my next. I've just finished um, Better Call Saul. Oh, yeah. The latest series of that, and then I was going to go on to Sunderland until I die from there. And then Ozark. Is Ozark's plan. really good. Yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. Watched, um, I watched Leicester away uh, on Friday night, West Ham, uh, the year we drew two all when Addy Carroll gave a penalty in the last minute. Oh, right, yeah. Remember that one? Jamie Vardy got sent off for diving. Yes. I watched that, and I'm watching The Sopranos again. Oh, I've not thought about that, Sopranos. What's that on? What one's that? Netflix? Sky. That's on Sky. Oh, I ain't got Sky. Hmm. I'm sure you'll find it. I mean, I watch a lot of YouTube, to be fair. You can use it on the dodgy thing. Sopranos (laughs) is on the dodgy (laughs) thing. I was going to say that. I'm sure you'd find it in other ways, is how I put that. Yeah, Yeah, I'll have a look. Uh, Right, back to the uh, battery in hand. Aaron Watkins, he said he forgot if it was covered. 
before Sean, so he's talking to you. Uh, so sorry, he said, but what was the board's response to the fan survey giving her worship believes we've got the best stadium in the world? And he puts, if the season is cancelled, will season ticket holders get partial refund? He hopes we're all keeping well. We all laugh, thank you, Aaron. We are. Uh, over to Sean. What was the question? Uh, did, the res- did the board respond to the fan survey from that Karen Brady was bleating on about? And do we get a refund on season tickets if games play beyond coastals? The fan survey that um, Karen Brady was talking about is a Premier Inn one with 150 people. Um, Maybe she wasn't across the detail. Um, I published one this week that was by a casino uh, that put London Stadium second from bottom. So it's very subjective. I I, I don't know how to answer it except for, you know... um, Maybe she's not across the detail with how many people uh, filled the Premier League one. It was a bad example to use. The, the, the um, rule of thumb is that if it's like highly rated, we know that that survey's a pile of crap. And if it's low down towards the bottom, then we know that that survey's bang on the money. Generally, that's my rule. And what was the second part of the question? Uh, season ticket refund. Season ticket refund. Until there's something to refund, then no decision's going to be made. Sounds like a politician's answer, but it's the truth. Auntie Penn. I was at Wembley for the 75 final, but sadly not in 80. Although we did travel up from Matching in Essex, which is where they live, by the way. People, lovely little village they lived. Uh, well, they lived in a house on their own. Uh, to Plasto for my aunt's party. It was claret and blue everywhere. Now, Nigel Khan replied, uh, <coughs> which aunt? Why wasn't I there? Because, obviously, when there's a family party, I don't remember that. Uh, and then she said it was Aunt Beryl. And she don't know why I wasn't there. Uh, but I know she why I wasn't like there. You. No, because yeah. uh, I watched the game. And um, the, the day after was my brother's birthday. So I had to go to my name. your pants. So, uh, no. That's why I wasn't there. I knew why I weren't there. I'm totally ignoring you. Uh, Paul Chopperatis. Come to us all, Nigel. Yes, yeah. Uh, he's put. He's only three and seventy-five, so he's got no memories there. Just the clips he's seen of Alan Taylor's brace, dodging mallets are plenty, and poor old Bobby being consoled at the end by Bonzo. <coughs> Having watched the game for for the first time since nineteen seventy-five, all the way through, Bobby Moore was outstanding for Fulham. We sold him too early, I tell you. We were mad letting him go. Uh, 1980, though, was the day after his eighth birthday. So he's, his birthday's coming up. So happy birthday, Paul, for Saturday then. Uh, and the day of my big brother's bar mitzvah. Well, there you go. It was the most exciting day of my childhood, bar none. He remembers the hot sunshine and the bar mitzvah party home in the garden that afternoon. My parent, his, his brother's obviously older than him because I think you've got to be 13 to have a bar mitzvah. Uh, my parents had moved all the furniture into the upstairs bedrooms, including the telly in their room. It was a bit of squeeze, and I wasn't meant to be up there. But as the only West Ham supporter in a South London Jewish household of Palace and Tottenham cousins, he wasn't going to miss it for the world. And he got comfy on mum and dad's bed for the then unheard of treat of watching football on TV while lying in bed. That, well, those were the days, isn't it? We never had two TV. We were lucky to have one back then. Uh, he was so excited, he ran downstairs just after kickoff to light the West Ham had scored, knowing that it would upset all the people at the bar mitzvah. 
Only to come down again soon with the news that Trevor really had scored this time. No lie. What a day, he says. He remembers walking into the school playground on Monday morning like a prince among men and the beaming pride of my face in the classroom where Arsenal and Liverpool were easily the most popular teams. Such happy memories. He looks forward to watching the entire match again this coming weekend. Something Saturday, quarter three. All round my shed, Pete. I'll even, I'll even Facebook live it and we'll all sit and watch the cup final. Fancy a bit of that? Can you stream yeah, it on something else? Can you do it on Twitch? Can I do that? I'll have a go. If I can do it, I'll do it. And we can all sit and watch it. I can't. I don't do Facebook, but... No. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll talk to the Twitch people, George and, and Sean, and they can tell me. That's a, that was a great great comment there by that guy. Mm, what one? Good. good story. One you just read oh, yeah. out. No, that's, good what, story. Uh, that's, that's, what, that's, that's what we wanted to know. Because uh, we always know what the players do, but we never hear from the fans, do we? Yeah, no, it's really uh, good. Ziggy Stardust, evening all, he said 75 and 80, he watched on TV because he was 14 in 80 and just started going to most home games but couldn't get a ticket. It was difficult to get tickets for the cup final. So my old man let me have a can of long life to celebrate. <laughs> I don't think that's long life milk. Do you remember long life beer? Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, that was awful. Uh, don't really do Star Wars, so couldn't comment on players. If you's lot were Star Wars characters, who would you be? He's put my money's on Sean being Darth Bleeder. Well, see, at least it's not Jabba the Hutt. I was going to say, uh, say uh, oh, you took my joke, Sean. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've got him there. I'll, I'll give Sean C3PO because he's an annoying, whining little geezer. Yeah. Who would you be then? Come, John. Who, me? Yeah. Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> I'm fucking talking about it. No, no that is annoying. <laughs> Princess Leia. <laughs> you'd like you liked Princess Leia, Sean, didn't you? You'd love oh, a bit I did of that. love it, Princess Leia, yeah. Oh, all right, calm down. Princess son. Leia and Kate Bush were Sean's favourites. Yeah, true. Would you Princess Leia down, would you? Eh? Hey. Hey. Hang on, hang on. Hang on, hang on, whoa. Yeah, I'll, hang I'll, on. I'll, I'll wait hang for a minute and I'll on. do the joke with you. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's all in the timing. It is, yeah. And you got none. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maid Marion, where was I for the FA Cup in 1980? Probably in Wales, they, whether they had colour TV in 1980 yeah. in Wales, I'm not sure. But he was pushing trolleys for Tesco as a part time assistant, so I had to watch the game later. What type of attitude is that? Next question. Star Wars characters never watched it. So can never watched it. Oh, my life. Dear, oh, dear, Marion. Oh, I've got one for you, Sean. I think you'd be like an Ewok. Yeah. You could be an Ewok. That's fine. I, I, like I, I tell you what, I didn't. I know, I know it's not to do with Star Wars, but shall I send you to used, used free my TikTok videos I've been doing over the weekend. Oh, please. No. I'd love yes. to. <laughs> <laughs> On condition you don't publish them. Have you, have you been I doing that? Like, have you been doing that dance thing then? The dance yeah. ones? And, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. I've, I've done too. I, I will, uh, as, as he talks, I will, I'm going to send them. Right. Question for George. Yes. You ready? Are you as disappointed as I am that the draft is now over? And we can't get Nigel or Sean to say Tuangi Malilualuapola or Tui Tagi Violia name again. Yes. Yeah, he is. I think 
He's got uh, a question for me. I did. I did Go note that, that just for the NFL fans out there. Um, obviously, you. I don't know if you guys know, but they had to do the draft from home, of course. And uh, it did make me laugh because it's it, they're supposed to do it as a like a surprise, as in you've just been drafted by a so and so team, but magically a hat would appear with the team's logo on that they've just been picked by. Oh, so it's so clearly a pre setup, which kind of ruined it a bit. But uh, yeah, it was. It was See, they, they could have done that better, couldn't they? Could have sent them like every hat. Well, that, that's the thing. Did I don't it, know. I don't know if there was other logics behind it, but there, there was. Was... They, they could have done that, couldn't they? Like a shelf full of hats and said, you've been picked by that and you had to pick the right hat. And Yeah, but then you got football players who probably wouldn't know what the logos were, to be honest. Well, you'd be praying not to get the Tampa Bay, really, wouldn't you? Well, it doesn't matter anymore. What They got Tom Brady. Oh, oh yeah. Mm. yeah that's true. Uh, question, well, well, we've done the question with John. Question for me. He said he listened to Dark Side of the Moon yesterday which I loved yeah. when I was 12 years of age. I've forgotten how good it still is. What is your favourite album of all time? Uh, Marion's is the first Smith's album, by the way. Well, my favourite album of all time is Hatful of Hollow uh, by the Smiths. It started a love affair that still continues, followed closely by Pigeonhole by the new Fast Automatic Daffodils. And then third, I would probably go um, a Morrissey album, Ringleader or The Tormentors. Blimey. In that order. That's the three go-to albums. <clears throat> uh, listener number nine, Dazlar, is here. He says... Hello! Dazlar here. Hello. He's, ooh, he's put, I have to confess that as a child, I supported the great Liverpool team of Paisley. Uh, no yeah. disgrace there, Daz, for me, because they were a great team. Interesting. Anyone else do that? Yeah. Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> Anyone? 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 <laughs> no one? Anyone? Anyone? Oh, no. shut up, Jabba. <laughs> yeah, you can walk now. But he says he saw the light, like approaching the bowling on evening game by his best friend at the time, David Sexton. Blimey, it's like you two. My best friend at the time. At the time, yeah. At the tender age of nine, he converted me after the 80 Cup final. So I was really oblivious to both finals. But he has to thank him for countless years of misery. He's got a Star Wars team. He's put Darth Crooks. Not Garth Crooks. He's put Bear Bay 8, which, you know, if you know Star Wars, that's the little ball that rolls around. Uh, I don't get this one. Leo Jabba. No. No, I didn't get that one either. And he put a separated at birth image, a grumpy fat Sam and Jabba the Hutt. It's interesting he says that because uh, we used to talk about how much Sean looked like Sam Allardyce. So. That is true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What he used to do is set him out of diceograms. Hello, diceograms. Hello, hello, diceograms. Paul Nolan says, uh, all right, gentlemen, Paul Nolan here, a.k.a. Yeah. the chauffeur uh, for the readers of Overland and Sea and people that know Miriam and Dodsey. 
Uh, he blames the 1975 Cup final for my supporting of the Hammers. He rewatched it the other day, and it wasn't great, was it? Well, we didn't play well, to be fair. Fulham were a far better team uh, up until we scored. Uh, 1980 was a good final. As 12-year-old, I was going nuts. Uh, read a Star Wars, good theme tune, and that's it. Ramble over. Next up, I think this is the first time he's commented. This is Charlie Dusty Binfield. Uh, <laughs> he's not he lives at your me. house. <laughs> he's not going to thank me for saying that. Uh, he's put Iwobi Wan Kenobi. E. <laughs> e. There you go. Now at Everton, of course. Um, Gary Prince, Sean's mate, says he hasn't messaged for a while, but obviously he's missing you, Sean. Uh, all the talk has been about finishing this season, but what about next season? Surely this is in doubt. I think we've covered that, Gal. Yeah, uh, we have. His answer would be to shorten next season. Every team plays each other just once. 19 matches. You don't have to start till late December 2020, giving us plenty of time to finish the season when it's much safer to do so. And therefore, no reason to rush a restart in the next few weeks. Wait till September, October. This can be done across the top four divisions. If UEFA want to restart them teams currently in Europe in places, Carenta. For the Premier League this season, top 10 get the advantage of 10 home and 9 away matches next season. The other 10 get 10 away games and 9 home. So we finish with a whole 1920 season and a fair half of 2021 in time for Euro 2021. No neutral grounds. That's why we're going to end up scrapping for two seasons if we attempt to play four ones. False. Sounds pretty reasonable to me, all that. I got lost halfway through. Basically, what he's saying is finish the seasons like October, November, or September, October. Start again in December, but season 2021 only played 19 games. So you only play each other once. The top 10 that finish would play 10 home games, 9 away, while we would be in the bottom, obviously. We would play 9 at home, 10 away. Then you have the Euros, and then you start 21-22. Okay. I still stand by, finish the season October-November time, start again in January, finish in October, uh, and then go into 2022 because of the World Cup. And you could have a little break for the Euros. And actually, the players will be at peak fitness for the Euros instead of having been worn out by a season. If you get me drifting. Dodsey, all right, me handsomes. He says, starting with Star Wars football names, Alan Jabba the Hutton. That's a good one. And with that in mind, what Star Wars characters best sum up Gold, Sullivan and Brady? You can't have Princess Leia, Sean, from Brady. Oh, <laughs> come on. Did you see my portrait that uh, Canning Town Len did? And just to look, Canning Town Len uh, did my portrait in front of the um, London Stadium. And uh, I've then he added Karen Brady. So I want to thank you. But I also promised a plug. If you want your own uh, portrait, location portrait, it could be outside Nathan's or the Bowling Ground or the North Bank, etc. Uh, head over to Canning Town Len on Twitter uh, for 40 pounds I think it is you can have you must know your very own because surely you paid for yours you can have your own, own, <laughs> own portrait <laughs> with a location 
This ends oh, the... Uh, oh, dear. dear. Hold on. How much do you pay for yours, Nigel? Yeah, with friends like me. Yeah, I haven't I haven't got one. Yes, you have. I watched the... Uh, ah, you put film. me in the film, but I haven't I watched had a the film the other one. week, actually. Yeah, that's one. I did watch that on Amazon yeah. the other week. Yeah. And there you two were. Put me right off, because it was so... It's, it's, re- <laughs> it's, it's really good film. <laughs> But the fault of Sean going to away games oh, all no. right over the country yeah. for a whole season. He didn't even to... in the 70s. Dear yeah, I'm just sitting there going, that would never happen. He hasn't got this right, that Len. He don't yeah. know Sean at all. <sighs> That's where oh. I met Gary Prince, who's my best mate, remember? Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah go and get your portrait from uh, Canning Town, Len. There you go. And, End I, of and it's strange, though, Sean. Do you not notice the one difference about your picture and all the others? No one else is it in front of the London Stadium. Yeah, and that funny thing. Yeah, I know. What I mean, I like to be different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anyone would think you asked for it. <coughs> I don't. I don't <sighs> live in the past. I live in the future. Oh right. Okay. Well done. No, you don't, Sean. You live in the present. Next. Come on. Next. Uh, next level football. You know. By the way. Y- yeah. Yeah. Now that we're skinny, I think it's going yeah. no, no, to be hilarious that Spurs and Arsenal and Chelsea are going to have to be forced to play their games at the London Stadium. How funny. That's funny as fuck. Yeah. Why is it uh, funny? Language. It's hilarious. How many it's pub- funny. Yeah. Funny. Cool. How many How podcasts many? does Nigel now need to be on to be a Guinness World Record holder? Have you been on some podcasts then lately? Oh, Iron Schneid, wasn't it? Friday. Was it Friday? What's the Two, three, four hours? How long? It's Monday no today. Hour. Oh, yeah, I've lost days. I, I think it was Friday, but it might have been. Yeah, I think it was Friday, yeah. No, it was only an hour and an hour and ten minutes, I think. They kept me too. Well. Oh. <laughs> uh, we've still. Well, there's this new. I told you, there's this new. Uh, uh, YouTube channel with the old DJ Russi something who's doing interviews. He he did uh, DJ Leon. He wants to he contact the podcast. He wants someone from the podcast to yeah. You didn't uh, send me the details. Video, Can I just point out live on video and do the li- their best living uh, eleven. So that's right down your street, Nigel. Yeah. There you go. When he says living, what does that mean? What they can't be dead. They can't be dead, no. <laughs> oh, I was just That's what I mean by living. <laughs> bit of a clue. Jimmy Neighbour, like, because obviously he's dead. No. No. You can't pick Bobby Moore. He's dead. Well, I wouldn't, because I never saw him. Well, I did see him play. Martin Peters. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, right. moving on. Mike Hutchins went uh, John Obi-Wan Kenobi, Mikel. Uh, friend of the show. Big friend of the show. It's lovely Belinda. <laughs> Hello, peeps, she says. Uh, she didn't watch her 1975 reel on. She vaguely remember the 1981, or rather, I remember my dad he taking me to the parade with the cup, which I couldn't go to because it was my brother's birthday. So we had to go to my nan's in Dartford. I mean, come on. When we left my house, we had to leave early because they were shutting all the roads. So we had to leave even earlier, and you could see the crowd filling up, and I was absolutely gutted. And what was he, 1980? So he would have been 13 as well. I've never forgiven him. (sighs) Anyway, 
She wasn't really into football at that point, Belinda, but I knew I supported West Ham. I also remember we had in our window a picture of the team in the run-up to the FA Cup. Strange things, you remember. Star Wars. Please just don't do that, she says. I don't know why. She's loving the show. It's my podcast of choice on my walk. I hope it's a longer walk today. Uh, P.S. A Stasef, she says. There's a go. Blinda Kass, who went to St. Angela's School yeah, around the Forest Gate area, Stratford area, who wore the worst brown and yellow school uniform you would ever see in your life. No disrespect, but you would never look at a girl and think, of course, she ain't bad when she was wearing that school uniform. It did nothing for the <laughs> girls, to be fair. Like, round our way, my sister's school, Catholic school, Yeah, the skirts they used to wear. <sighs> yeah, I'm, I, but brown and yellow. I mean, come on, that was awful. It really, I mean, I think they still wear it. it you know, you, you used to see them going about the girls, because it was a Catholic girls' school, girls only as well. Um, you, you'd see the girls from the local area that had to get the bus over to it. Obviously, their parents didn't want to mix in with the riffraff like us, and me and Paul Turner. Turn that Paul Turner went to boys' school, so his parents didn't want him mixing with girls. Says a lot, really, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, even though, did you see the Paul Turner video I sent you? Yeah, I, I saw it actually good, on it? I've seen Twitter it a few that. times. Mate. I've seen him on Twitter some of the stuff he's done. Yeah, he, he, yeah. yeah. Didn't you bring him up on West Ham being one word the other day? Oh, I, he does that. He annoys the shit out of me. I keep having a go at him. I think he does it on purpose. He always puts West Ham down as one word, and I just point out that that is a village in East Sussex, West Ham, or Westham, I think they call it down there, uh, unlike us. And then someone had the cheek to pick me up on my grandma. No. Yeah. Until I pointed like out to them. I think it was Louis Serentrout. And I had to point like out to him. someone remind, not reminding you of the government lockdown rules. I mean, it's outrageous. <laughs> How dare they? It's not a lockdown, I keep telling you. Uh, Ed Hughes, the duck, says, uh, great work, guys. If you get lots of Star Wars footy theme names, please get Sean to read them out. He likes Luke Kyle Walker. <laughs> <laughs> And Darth Raul. <laughs> uh, you, you've done the two best ones, as well as Iwobi from Charlie Dusty Bin. Uh, on a different note, if we are playing behind closed doors, does it matter if we're home away or playing on a training ground? Not for me. <sighs> Warren James Greenfield, Nigel, how did you insulate and ventilate your shed? Thank you. Uh, ventilate, it's got two windows and a door, so you just open them. And I didn't insulate because it's quite a thick uh, piece of timber. So I didn't think it needed vent uh, uh, insulating. Ian Gravit says, bugger all on Sorry, if you want Sorry, if you want to insulate a shed, go on. And depending if you want to keep it moisture, because that's that's the issue, the moisture, then you, you use like a Celotex or an extra firm or something like that. Oh, anything, not anything. rock wall like I did with my other shed then. Rock walls, um, not so good anymore, no. No, because it made it like an oven in there. Yeah. Well, that Celotex um, or Extra Firm or what all these, they're all branded. They insulate and help keep the heat out as well. Oh, right. I, well, yeah, it's quite warm in the afternoon because the sun shines straight into the front of it. But as long as I've got the door window open, which I did have until the neighbour started cutting his grass again. 
but we'll leave that. <laughs> <laughs> the last one. Yeah, I'm not starting that. Oh, Drew, I didn't want to read that out. Uh, no. <laughs> so, Ian Gravit, uh, bugger all on TV. He's been watching YouTube history videos. Uh, look, probably on my channel. And Nigel, watching the 75 Cup final in his shed. I did uh, Facebook Live it a couple of times. Uh, did anyone see the Cup final Saturday, ITV? Nope. Anyone watch no. it? Oh, anyone? One, anyone? One of the best ones of recent times? No? Tottenham losing to Coventry? There uh, was a great flag there that said we'd never lost at Wembley. Obviously, he put that down when Tottenham went 3-2 down. Um, he says, anyways, hope you're all okay. And do you think maybe we could shift some of our fringe players to Brentford in exchange for Ben Rama and Watkins? Just the thought of seeing that we're likely to be scouting the lower echelons. Well, funny you should say that. Just remind me of a story I didn't do earlier. Uh, they have cancelled the rest of the under-23 season on Friday. Now, we were top of the division. Three points ahead of Man United. And Ooh. the concern now is... We don't get promoted. All, yeah, we don't get promoted. <laughs> uh, not that it makes a lot of difference. We're in Division 2 of Premier League 2, as they call it now. Um, but we, we'd actually won most of our games and we were three points ahead of uh, Man United, way ahead of West Brom in, I think, third place by about 12 points. And uh, and now it may all be for nothing for the, for the youngsters. Oh, shame. All right, two more. Paul Addison, uh, here up from sunny Leeds, it's Paul. Ah, uh, uh, like Yorkshire. Hope you're all staying safe. As for 1980, which was like last week living in Yorkshire, <laughs> I was still eight at the time. I remember watching our win at my grandparents' house. I went Plasto near the Green Gate. Oh, well, there you go. Not far from me, where I was then. He, he recalls drawing a huge picture, celebrating our win, and seeing the bus go by with a trophy. You were one of the lucky ones then, Paul. I won't go there in case my brother's listening. One thing I got told later was that my dad and his cousin had seats near the Royal Box. A relative played for West Ham. Nicky Morgan? Bloody hell, I remember Nicky Morgan. And got them amazing spots. And he went missing for two days afterwards, going on the lash. Good work, that man. Nicky Morgan, he, he, he done all right when he come in. He, he, I think we, he went to Portsmouth and, and scored a few goals down there. Uh, Star Wars, Obi-Wan Ken Brownie is about as much as I can manage <laughs> stay safe. <laughs> that sort of works. Uh, Chris Williams, last up, 1980, I was 11. Most of us in our street in Arpachia were Arsenal, but we gathered round the TV with some neutrals. When Brookings scored, we ran in the road and cheered, and again at the end, uh, Star Wars footballer had to be Darth Crooks. Keep up the good work during lockdown. Um, that's it. I mean, what did quickly? What did Jews do at the cup final? Anything? <laughs> what the seventy-five one? Et. I'm not going to go seventy-five. Um, not a lot for me. No, obviously he wasn't born. Not a lot for me either. So, um, come on. I, I remember watching it. Well, granddad uh, worked in the ironworks. Come on. Yeah. So, so my my dad <laughs> went. Um. It couldn't get me a ticket, so I went. Uh, I watched it on the box, and I think they had a West Ham scarf, etc. Uh, if I remember rightly, my dad grew a beard because earlier on in the um, uh, 
rounds they hadn't scored or, or West Ham won and he, he thought it was good luck. Uh, that's that's all I remember. I love the way I, you I say was... that. Early on in the rounds, they hadn't scored, but you have so, to so, score sorry, to win in, the band. In the earlier rounds, oh. he didn't shave and they they won. So I think he, he kept his beard until West Ham won the FA Cup. Um, I should remember more of it because I was 11. We were 11, weren't we, John? Uh, but and you were a West Ham. That's you know you just moved from Liverpool to West Ham about that age, didn't you, John? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, that's comic timing. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, laugh. Uh, yeah, for me, quickly. I'd, my mum used to make me learn ten words. Because, you know, believe this or not, my grammar and spelling weren't great at school. So my mum used to give me homework and she would write 10 words and I'd have to memorise the 10 words and I'd be tested every Saturday. And uh, the pressure was if I didn't get 8 out of 10 this week, I couldn't watch the cup final. I got 7. And my mum said, right, that's it, you're not watching the cup final, you haven't learnt your words. And I got really upset and... Uh, she was only pretending, and I did get to watch the cup final. Um, and then we had a street party. So, as us EastEnders do, you know, we were out in the street, um, all down all down the middle. We'd had one in 75, a street party, and then we had one in 80 as well. Yeah, we had ours in 77 for the Jubilee, uh, Silver Jubilee. Uh, it, it, uh, but we didn't have one for the FA Cup, did we, John, in uh, Bolton Road or Bolton Close? Well, no, because Liverpool weren't in it. Anyway, um, therefore... Wait, John's on mute. I don't think he realises. That ends yeah. more than just a podcast, Facebook, and not on Twitter time. Okay. Thank you, Nigel. Very well done, sir. Thank you very much. Uh, predictions. Uh, when will the government release us from lockdown? George? 26th of May. John? Uh, about the 26th of May, I reckon. Nigel. I'm hoping around now because on the 3rd of June... No, I've got to get this right. Hold up. No, yeah, on the 3rd of June, it's my 25th wedding anniversary. And you were all going <laughs> yeah, to be invited to my party. Right. <laughs> I can't do invites until I know I'm having a party. Yeah. So, right. Well, I'm going to go for 26th of June as well. I've just got this funny feeling. So, uh, of May. remember, 25th... <laughs> 26th of May. You said June. 26th of May. 26th of May. June and then the 25th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 26th of May. Uh, I've got this funny feeling. Remember, you heard it first here on More Than Just a Podcast. I've been Sean. Uh, George has been... George! John has been... Nice to talk to people. And Nigel has been... Uh, not telling you what happened to my mum when she did a Zoom meeting. Do you want to hear quickly? Go on then. <laughs> so we organise a Zoom meeting, me, my brother, and my sisters. This is, I'd say it is funny. So, and then someone's got to log my mum in. So my mum's sitting there in her bedroom. She logs in. She's got a phone. She's got an iPad. And then I come on late, apparently. <coughs> but anyway, so I join late. And my mum goes, oh, Nigel, it's you. And I went like, well, yeah. And she went, oh. She went, well, what's this then? 
and then she turns her phone around to show that she'd logged on to Zoom and iPad to find a man playing with himself. What? Yes. Join the wrong so Zoom. We're now all looking, saying, uh, Mum, what are you doing? She went, Oh, I don't know. I didn't know if that was. I'd logged in and it was just someone was scratching himself, and I'm thinking, Oh, <laughs> I wonder what Nigel's up to. Yeah. It would be you. And like, he turns around, and then he's like wanking himself off. I mean, mum's watching it. And like, I'm saying, Mum, turn it off, turn it off. How's your mum? How's yeah, your mum? 70. Oh, she's a young 70, yeah. though. So yeah, she's yeah. had four kids, Sean. She's seen it before, to be fair. Uh, so, so she finally turns it off. And then I went to her, but why would you think that was me? She went, oh, it's the type <laughs> of thing you'd do. <laughs> <laughs> on, on, on that note, oh, on that note, we'll say goodbyes. Don't forget to send in your TikTok videos, though. If you've got a TikTok video. Oh, you've got to put yours uh, up then, Sean. Uh, send them in and we'll put them on the Facebook group. Uh, that's it. Bye. Bye. Bobby Moore. I'm on you, I am. What is a podcast? Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Is this the living version? That was wonderful! Bravo! I loved that! Oh, it was great! Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, it though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful! I was terrible! Get him away! Hey, boo! Boo! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.